When you liberate your voice, you liberate your life. Judith Quinn. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening in on yet another episode of Speak with Clarity, Confidence and Charisma. I'm your host, Connie Bennett, and in today's podcast, we're joined by the fabulous Judith fabulous Judith Quinn, who will be speaking to us about how being a people pleaser and not speaking up is actually that which is holding you back. So make sure you grab a paper and pen and stay tuned if you want to find out some fabulous practical exercises on how you can reduce your nerves. See you in a bit. And welcome again to yet another podcast. I am really excited to be introducing you to our guest today, Judith Quinn, who is a multi-award winning vocal confidence specialist and voice vibration sound healer. And I know, Judith, you were born ready. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you. (laughs) So thanks for joining us today, Judith. And I am excited to hear about how There is no such thing as a fear of speaking. And I'd love to hear your journey into why this has become something that is important for you, this idea of not having fear. Where did that come from? Why is it important? Oh, so many reasons. And we only have 15 minutes. So... I have seen the fear of not speaking up hold so many people back. And the the fear is, and we'll go into this in in a little bit, but it's important because people feel like they don't have a voice. And the challenge is if you feel like you don't have a voice or if you believe that it's not your place to speak, then it is just self-perpetuating. So the less you speak up, the less people expect you to speak up, the less you're speaking well about yourself, the more people don't think so much of you, the less you are saying when there's a problem, the more people think everything's okay. And it's self-perpetuating in a way that, so for example, say you are wanting to go for promotion or you're wanting to promote yourself and yet you are not speaking up you're not putting yourself in the situations where your voice is heard if you're not speaking up and other people are the attention will automatically go to the other people and then people don't expect you to speak up and then you get ignored and then you think oh my goodness it's so difficult and then the fear starts creeping in so it's important to know that there is no such thing as a fear of speaking And some people would say public speaking, but to me, all speaking is public speaking, but that's another topic. Mm. And it's that then it becomes the situation that is the problem. And and you're sat there going, oh, and you think you're afraid of speaking. And that's not really what the problem is. So it just holds people back so much. And then a lot of people go, oh, well, you know, everyone else is doing and da da da, or then that's when you start becoming resentful and maybe bitter, or you just become hopeless and you give up and you think there's no point, or because this false fear or the thing that you think you're afraid of that you're not actually afraid of is the thing that becomes bigger, that becomes more important than actually your end result or your goal or what you're trying to achieve. So that's why it's important, because we need to remember what's actually 
important. Mm. I, I loved what you were saying about this idea of a false fear. Because sometimes we so often focused on sort of the, I always talk about the inner and the external, and I know you resonate with this as well, as sort of that external belief that, okay, the fear is outside of ourselves, but what you're saying is that that is actually the false fear. Mm. You know, the real fear is what's actually underneath. It's that which is, that which is actually holding people back. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you've had any personal experience with this where, you, you know, you, you have held yourself back. And this is how you, you know, why you know that this is actually where the victory lies, is changing your perception around this. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I've always been a naturally extrovert and confident person, which helps in life, especially mm. in a, you know, I, most like 85% of the people I work with are in more on the introverted scale. And so I've become very much aware of how this is an extrovert's world and that that brings its, its own challenges. But yeah, of course, everyone, if, if there's... Um, there is a very famous quote by a oh, very famous author, <laughs> the, guy, uh, the guy who wrote Huckleberry Finn. Um, anyway, he, he, he has a quote that says, no, I uh, there, there are only two types of speakers in the world, the nervous and liars, right? So everyone gets impacted by nerves in different speaking situations. And this is why I say all speaking is public speaking. If you think to the point, the first time that you were the one who said, I love you first in a relationship, and it's not been said before, and you're like, oh, what if it doesn't get say, said back? Da, 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 da. Right? That's making your inner thoughts, feelings, ideas, concepts public. That is making your voice public. That is public speaking. It doesn't have to be standing in a room in front of a thousand people um, and for some people a large audience is three and for others it's five thousand so it the situation and this is the thing so the fear that's perpetuated particularly by uh, some groups of people is that public speaking is the number one fear in the world over death right? and this is an apocryphal tale that comes from a tiny bit of research was done back in the 60s and Jerry Seinfeld took as a joke in his stand-up comedy routine. And that's when that became really popular, that it was, oh, you know, public speaking is the number one fear over death. You're not afraid of speaking. It's not the speaking you're afraid of. What you're afraid of is three things. Number one, and the most overriding, is the fear of being negatively judged. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of the unknown. So either you don't know the people, so you don't know how they're going to react, you don't know the topic so well, or it's the first time you've delivered it, you don't know how it's going to go down, or it's the hundredth time you've delivered it. But like, so last night I gave a talk on voice vibration sound healing to a, a medical society. So a mm. room full of medical professionals, GPs, dentists, et cetera, et cetera. And there's me talking about voice vibration, woo hippie, weird sound healing, which actually isn't that woo hippie or weird. It's very practical <laughs> and physical. So that was a new audience for me. And old me mm. would have been really nervous about that. But because I use all my tools and techniques, last night I had the, the excited, oh, okay, right. You know, 
this is this is what I'm doing, new audience, make sure you know them. You know, I have to use my tools. But that was an unknown situation, which in the past would have really raised my nerves levels. Um, and then the third one is the fear of being seen. Some people just don't like their physical self, so they don't like people looking at them. And when you speak, people turn to look at you. So you're in the spotlight. And the other side of being seen is you're afraid that people will see through you, that they will see your fears, that they will see your weaknesses, that they will see that, I don't know, you admit to liking um, the Spice Girls worst ever song. I don't know, whatever it is that you're afraid people might see about you, right? But and which then comes back full circle to the fear of judgment, which is the number one fear. So hopefully that in itself is a really useful tip for those of you listening to know that it's not the speaking you're afraid of. It's the situation. Confidence is situational and it is subjective. Where you are confident, someone else will be terrified. Where you are terrified, someone else will be like, oh, that's easy. Right? It's, it's situational and it's subjective. You might be confident delivering a talk to one group of people. Right? So for example, this sound healing talk, I could go into a holistic therapist's meeting without any concerns that they're gonna think it's weird. But going to talk to a room full of doctors, same talk, same topic, same me, different situation, it would have been very easy for that to have brought the nerves in. So this is really important to know. This is what lies underneath your fear. The fear is not of speaking. What is really under there is the mostly the fear of being negatively judged. And when you embrace that, you can start really recognizing yourself and going oh okay so where does that fear come from what can and then what can I actively do about that what can I actively change in my brain in my body in the way I'm breathing and in my energy my vibration that I'm taking into the room hmm. so it's simple actually underneath all the complexity that we sometimes so, so sort of like our unconscious mind is really complex and it throws all of these ideas about what fear actually is but if what I'm hearing is that what you're saying is that the solution is really simple we need to change the way that we think about fear we need to see what actually lies underneath it embrace what lies underneath it and mm -hmm. then look at what we can actively change yes and it's the embracing that can be the challenge because it's mm. very often it's embracing the things about ourselves that we don't want to admit or look at mm. but that's where the power lies mm. power lies in embracing yeah. the embraceable yeah and the power lies in recognizing what the fear actually is. So, for example, for me, right, the it is, right, I'm going to say was, but it, it is because our core fears always remain with us, um, no matter how much self-development work we do. And it's good because it's part of our structure. And when you know your structure, you can yeah. work with it rather than against it. So part of my structure is in speaking situations, when I am speaking in front of or to people who I perceive as superior to me, 
that's when my nerves kick in worse. So my, my, my most, oh my God moment in recent times was two years. Oh my goodness, it would have been nearly exactly two years ago. Ah, oh, February 2020 when I was in New Zealand just before all the crazy kicked off. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I had 10 flights in that month when everyone was going, don't go to airports, don't go to airports. Um, and I was staying with a friend. She was originally a friend of my mum's, but I got to know her as well. And she is, a, well, she is a chair on a couple of boards. She sits on a few boards. One of her roles is as chair of the board of a bank. And we were walking along the beach and she said, so, you know, if you're not acting so much anymore, Judith. You know, what are you doing with this vocal confidence thing? And I was telling her about some of the things. I said, oh, I've got this really amazing new process um, I've created the whole voice method, which helps people to have challenging conversations without conflict. So the conversations that you're afraid of, you're afraid of, you're, you've been avoiding that you're like, oh God, I really don't want to go and have that conversation because they're going to get offended or they're going to get upset or they're going to get angry. Oh, I don't want to create conflict. And she went, oh, I've got one of those conversations coming up with, a, with the CEO of the bank next week. Maybe you can help me. We should have a session later, at which point all my inner children and all my imposter family were like, oh, no, who are you? Who are you? She's the chair of the board of a bank. She's so superior and senior to you. No, you're just a failed actress, right? Mm. That, that is, and that's part of my pattern. And because I know this, because I embrace that part of old me, younger me, I just go, I, am, I have a relationship with that fear and I have all the tools and techniques that I teach to manage it. I go, okay, and, and it took me about 15 to 30 seconds as we're strolling along the beach. I'm, I'm going, oh, that, that might work, Sarah, as I'm saying in my voice and my, my head's <laughs> going, oh my God, really? And then I was just using my techniques on myself and changing my mindset is the number one thing. So changing your mindset about the situation and I was just like, I have a mission. And this is the thing. Do you have a higher purpose? Mm -hmm. What is more important in that situation than your fears, than your worries? What if it doesn't work? Right. That was I was like, right. What's my fear? <gasps> what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work with her? I've only ever used it with people who have been managing up. I've never used it with someone managing down. And I was like, oh, OK, it's my fear of the unknown because I've only ever used it managing down managing up before not managing down and then my fear of judgment is I'm worried that Sarah will think less of me if this doesn't work and as a friend I know she wouldn't but in her role as the chair of a board of a bank then oh my god that might limit me in the future because I will then think that maybe I can't use it with people at that level mm. so there's my fear of judgment now all of this because I'm so used to using my tools all of this happened very quickly in my head. And then I just went, yeah, that would be great. Let's put in an hour and a half tomorrow morning. It might take two hours, but let's do an hour and a half tomorrow morning. And we did. And she said, oh my God, that was amazing. I would never have thought of doing it like that. I'm gonna approach that conversation in that way instead. That was brilliant. Mm -hmm. And of course the whole of me went, Ah, yay! <laughs> it does work with everybody, and and Sarah's older than me as well. You know, she's sixty, so 
she, she's senior to me, she's superior to me, she's, you know, got a proper job in inverted commas, all of that stuff that were my, that I know are my fears and that I embrace as a part mm. of me. And I know how to talk to that part of me and make other things more important. So it's that changing your mindset and going, it's not the person I'm afraid of. It's the unknown situation. It's that these are my fears. And when you know them, when you know your actual fears, it's so much easier to then, especially, and most importantly, you need to have that higher purpose. So I have a mission to positively impact the lives of more than 100 million people by creating more confident, connected communicators. Mm. How I impact those 100 million or more than 100 million, who knows? I've just put in a proposal for to work with an energy trading company to work with their graduate traders. Now, at the moment, they trade oil and gas, but their mission is to make money from trading oil and gas to put into their tech arm so that they become the first ever 100% renewable energies trading firm that really matches my values and if I help those people become more confident and that company creates the tech that helps create really good renewable energies that's not 100 million people's lives I'm going to impact that's potentially everyone on the planet if I help these people become more yeah so you never know the ripple of effect so when you're speaking change your mindset how might this positively affect other people Mm. so you make it about that change Mm. the perspective don't be having the spotlight on you put the spotlight on how you getting that promotion might positively affect yes you but other people how might it be good how might it benefit you going for the someone said oh but what about asking for a pay rise how does that help other people that's just selfish that's for me I said is it I said are you do you feel valued at the moment of what you're being paid I said well no not really I said, and so do you work your best for those people because you don't feel valued? Said, yeah, not all the time. Said, so if you're being paid what you feel you're worth, will you be working better for those people? She said, well, yeah, probably. I said, and will you be a happier person at work? She said, well, yes. I said, so does that make you easier to work with for your team? She said, yes. I said, so you asking for a pay rise benefits other people. And she went, oh, I can go in and ask for that pay rise now. Yeah. It's shifting the mindset, isn't it? Shifting your mindset. And I know that you have a couple of exercises that you you were talking about how you are on the beach and then you work through all these exercises. Yeah. And I know we're sort of kind of almost at the end. And I know you you want to give us all of these tips, but do do you have any practical exercises that could help us reduce our nerves? Yes. So very practical ones. So uh, the first is, well, change your mindset. Mm-hmm. But the first practical one is, so I work with brain, body, breath, and vibration energy. So your, your body is sit up tall, stand up tall. Make sure that you are looking up. That is what is important, right? So mm. change your posture mm. and allow yourself to to do that the another actually i've got another body one for you if you're feeling nerves and you get the little shakes and you get a little bit like your shaky hands or shaky legs or shaking shake it off it's just energy that needs kinetic transformation so if you're feeling it in your nerves shake it off literally if your hands are shaking shake them before you go in give yourself a jiggle give yourself a, a dance around the room so 
change your body's energy. If you're nervous and you get the shakes, let it shake. Don't try and hold it because the more tension you put in, the more you'll actually shake and that will transform into your voice. Breath. Breath is the number one nerve management reduction tool. Mm -hmm. So slow down your breath, breathe out through your mouth. Close your eyes, imagine your favorite smell and take a long breath in through your nose. And then breathe out through your mouth. And imagine your favorite smell and take a long deep breath in through your nose. Do that three times and slowing down your breath, what it does is it slows down your heart rate, which slows down the amount of adrenaline being pumped to your brain. And if your brain's getting less adrenaline, your brain's sending a message to your heart going, oh, it's okay, we're not in a fear space, we're all right. So by changing your breath, you change your physiology and you change the messages, the chemical messages being sent around your body. So breathe. And yes, those are the three. Sit up straight, shake and breathe. Mm. Practical tips. Yes. That no matter the situation, if we're liberating a voice, we're liberating our life. Completely. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. You see how I'm speaking more clearly now. I was <laughs> actively <laughs> practicing those three tips as you were speaking. And you're right, it does. It shifts everything. There's groundedness. There's clarity. There's conviction. There's just really simple practical tips students thank you yeah and, and you're allowing yourself time when you slow mm. down that breath you slow down your brain so you're allowing yourself time to speak and and that's that's the, the final thing i have for you mm. right? a really really final thing is when you're taking up space right so you've, you're sitting up tall you're taking up space allow and you've slowed your breath what that does is it allows you to have a presence in the room. So you're allowed to pause before you answer a question. You're allowed to say, let me think about that. And you're allowed to be a presence in the room, whether that's a virtual room or a real one. Wow. That is a mic drop final moment, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and for teaching us that, you know what, you are, you are allowed. Thanks again, Judith, for a fabulous practical podcast. And it was so great today. We really looked at this idea of how know changing the way that you think about your fear is really what is going to liberate you so absolutely echoing what judah said my invitation to you between now and next time that we meet is to see what shifts for you if you were to imagine walking into a room knowing that actually you are allowed you are allowed to take up space you are allowed to have presence you are allowed to give yourself permission to use your voice so 
definitely try that out. Make sure that if you haven't already, you've downloaded our ultimate A to Z guide of powerful public speaking tips. Check out a free gift from the Fabulous Judith in the description below. And as always, thank you for listening in and I will see you next week for another episode and more insights on how you can fully express all of who you are. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye.